Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I am your host, Mary Catherine Ham. We are your morning show for any hour, and I am here with my co-host, as always, Vic Battis of the Free Beacon and the Sub Beacon Podcast, which you can find on Patreon. How are you doing, Vic? Hello, Mary Catherine. I feel like I just did the cannonball run. <laughs> Except for it was just up and down the East Coast. You know, my as I mentioned in previous episodes of uh, here on the Sub Beacon, my father was visiting because my son had his confirmation over the weekend, which was lovely. And so I wanted him to be there for that. And so he was here with us for the whole week. And I drove him up to Jersey yesterday and then drove right back down. Look at you. Of course, 15 minutes after leaving, I noticed in the passenger seat he left his cane Oh, no. And I didn't know what it was his cane because it's one of these collapsible things. It's right. like it's it, it's like nunchucks or something. You know, I'm like, what is that? And so then, it's not yeah. like a snoop situation no. with a very with ornate. A very ornate. No, no. Yeah. It's collapsible. And I thought it was like part of my chair. I'm like, what is this thing? And I said, just turn right around. Dropped it off. Came back. Left at 930 in the morning. Got back to Arlington 530. Whoa. Because it's like three, three and a half and then closer to four at the end. Coming back is the traffic and the volume. Gee, it was a full day. That is it was a, a full long day. day my... I'm exhausted. And and now my big mission is to try to figure out how to finish off this giant carton of lactate. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. And it's it's like lactate of holes. It's very deceptive. You can't even mm-hmm. actually tell that it's... I don't know if anyone's ever tried now, this. Is this like a... This isn't like a TikTok challenge. This is something your doctor told you to do or something. I should something. make it a TikTok challenge. <laughs> the lactate challenge. And, uh, and, you know, so just try to find... You know, you could put it... You could use it as cream. You know, or you can mm-hmm. just have a really rich cereal. It's a very distinct taste. It's not bad. It's just very distinct. Right. It's like more milk than milk, if that makes sense. Ugh. Like the way they gear it. I don't it, know how I like The that. way they gear it is like they don't want you to think it's not the same as milk, but it like tastes like more milk than milk, if that makes any sense. Interesting. Yeah. That's me. How are you? <clears throat> I am good. I just got back from my pilgrimage every year to the University of Georgia for a football game. How did they do? Left my family behind this time. Oh, 55-0 shutout. <laughs> That's the kind of game you want to see. Who were they playing? Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah. our friend Mike Warren will not be happy. By the way. Shutout. That's a perfect game for me. The weather was insanely good. It was 68 degrees and sunny. In the shade, it was just perfect. I go with some friends who are diehard Bulldog fans and live in Athens, so I have a place to stay. And they have this phenomenal tailgate situation that they put together and I attempt to help like setting up or carrying the or whatever whatever it might be but they are such experts and have this down to such a science that there's really no point in helping because I'm just I'm just gumming up the works oh it's because like planning for the, D-Day yeah the, the 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 wife involved here has like each dog bowl because everything is served in a Red and white, red and black dog bowl. That's where your treats go at this. <laughs> Hold on, you're talking about for dogs or for humans? No, for humans, like they're, oh. like as a as a decor choice, because we are the dogs. Oh yeah, of course. So they're specifically tailgating can dog you, bowls can you use your with hand? chips in can them. You use your hands, or do you have to yes. go? Yes, like... and then there's like a there's like a Georgia helmet that the uh-huh. chips go in, and there's tablecloths for every table, and everything is dog themed, and the napkins say it's Saturday in Athens. What, what it is phenomenal. What time do you get there? So we got there around eleven for a three thirty kickoff, or maybe we we were departed it's at good eleven. That, it's good that the kids were in there. <laughs> yeah, so we had a good time. You know, once you get it, start too. doing once you start doing the funnels. Yeah, you know, it's uh, <laughs> no, there were no no keg stands kids. for me. Okay. But it's that before I could get there though, I had to land in Atlanta, 
there's no easy way to get to Athens. That is partly what makes it wonderful. It's a, it's it's a, pel- in, it's a it's pilgrimage, as you say. So I fly into Atlanta, and then you got to drive to Athens. But I had to pick up Guy Benson, also in Atlanta. Atlanta is large. And going from any part of Atlanta to another part of Atlanta is problematic. And so I was headed from one corner sprawling to picking him up in another corner. And I was like, oh, good goodness. So we had a plan. Pick up my rental car. Rental car doesn't work. (laughs) So I got I drove it out of the parking lot and I was like, hmm, it feels a little odd. And then I was it one of the big companies. No, this was Ah. this was the uh, Turo app. I don't know if you've ever tried it. It's kind of like a disruptor situation. I, I've had very, very good experiences with it throughout. And this one was not terrible, but I, so the car's not working. Oh. And I, and I realized, I'm like, maybe I can. It's great advertising for this app. No, it is. Well, they made it right. You'll hear. Okay. So I, I get on, but then I get on the highway in Atlanta and look, I drive in DC. I'm an aggressive driver. I have no problem with that. Atlanta driving is a whole other animal. So I get, on, I get on the highway, and I, it felt like it just had a, ro- a warped rotor. So it was like boom, 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 sort of shaking. You don't want to do that on 80, 285 through Atlanta because everyone's going 95 miles an hour past you while you're just like holding your little Kia together. So I turned it around and took it back. back but, I said, had hey. to, but I did have to stay on the phone for a good hour and a half to get myself a new situation, which was much better. It must be notorious, though, because... I remember reading a car review from Dan Neal at the Wall Street Journal, and he was likening, you know, two Beltway situations for, (laughs) happened to be the Subaru Legacy that I now own. But one of them, he says, is the Beltway, the Capital Beltway. And then the other reference he made was to Atlanta. Yeah. So it's pretty serious. It's just, just there's a lot of aggressive drivers. It's very fast, very fast. And if your car is feeling like it's shaking itself to death, you don't want to be in that situation. So I ended up, uh, getting an upgrade, they comped oh. that and and got that figured out. It took several hours, and the whole time I didn't update Guy because I I thought he might get a little more stressed out than I would. This stuff happens to me all the time. Like I can handle it. Yeah, he wasn't in the car yet. I'm sitting in yeah. the Marta parking Marta station parking lot on the phone with customer service. Like it'll be fine. And then when I call him, he's like, "Are you still going to be here by four? And I was like, "Not a chance." But we do have a car, and this is one of the problems. There's and this is like. Thanks, Biden. There's all of the supply problems everywhere that are reverberating through everything. You can't get, it's very hard to get a traditional rental car, which is the reason I chose this option. And when mine broke down, I was like, well, maybe there's a chance I could find something online. So I start looking, $340 for a rental car. And I was like, eh, I don't think so. That's right. But I ended up driving my, what was it, a Hyundai Elantra 2023. Very nice. It smelled a little bit like weed. But other than that, Great situation. Let me let me ask you also. You, you talk about the score was fifty five nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Do you like a game that is sort of like on the edge of your seat, very close, could go either way, and then you win at the end, or do you like to kick back with a huge margin and then just enjoy sitting back in the game and not have as much invested? I will say that because I only less can, of an ulcer, right? I usually can only go once a year, so I appreciate this kind of game where I could just soak it in. Yes. And enjoy Look around at the, the weather, the music, <laughs> the fun times with friends. Yeah. I walked yeah. over and met the dean to the journalism mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. As opposed to thing. like a nail biter. Right, right. Now I have been at nail biters and those are, of course, more memorable experiences. But in my current delicate state, no, 
No. <laughs> I'm third trimester pregnant. I thought, you know, maybe a maybe a freak out game is not the one I want to be at. For instance, the Tennessee game that will be in a couple weeks uh-huh. in Athens, I probably I mean, look, I would go obviously, but like that might not be the best place for me at this period of my life. By the way, when we came out, we had a real SEC tailgate moment, which is we came out of the stadium and the Tennessee Alabama game was at the end. And of course, there was a guy in a conversion van next to us who had like this fantastic TV setup. And so we just watched the game sitting on our little camping chairs outside the van. <laughs> I was like, excuse me, sir, this large pregnant lady is going to sit outside your van and watch this game. And it was totally worth it. They could have given you a front row for that one. Yeah. You get special access. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get in the weird conversion well, no, van. But I mean, like, so when you're walking around and if you are visibly pregnant, do, is it like the parting of the Red Sea? Like people all get out of your way or is it like still mob scene I didn't for ex- you? I didn't experience that. Oh. I, d- I think I need to be bigger. Or I need to walk more exaggeratedly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe Definitely. that's the I do. So. <laughs> Speaking of which, tomorrow I go for my three-hour... Yeah, do our do our listeners know what happened? Okay. Guys, geriatric pregnancy tale. I, f- I failed my glucose test, my one-hour glucose test, just like I did with my last pregnancy. Except this time I failed it by one point. Mm-mm. I failed it by one I point, think you found Victorino. Out just, I think you found out just after we finished taping on Thursday. I did. It made me very sad. One point. 140 is the cutoff, and I was 141. Oh. I don't even know what the numbers mean, but 141. So now I go for, I did this last year too, and I probably talked about it on the on the podcast. I have to go for this three hour, which is a miserable experience and kind of messes up your whole day because you got to fast. And Injections, then you, needles. And then there's four blood draws. It's oh, a whole thing. Oh, man. So I will do all that right. t- tomorrow. Wish me luck. Yeah. And good. in all likelihood, it will come back that I'm fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> Pre-di- just a pre-diabetic pair it's, over it's, here. It's, uh, that's us. That's <laughs> us. Sponsored by Ozempic. Thank you. It's our new sponsor. It's our new sponsor. All right. Should we talk about some news? Let's do it. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. From the grocery store to the gas station, working families are getting hammered by rising prices. But instead of focusing on inflation, Congress is pushing anti-innovation legislation that will impose more financial burdens on working people and seniors. Their misguided agenda could cost public pension plans $109 billion. Teachers, firefighters, and nurses would pay the heaviest price. Congress needs to focus on inflation and leave American workers alone. Oh my gosh, the news is shaking people. It's shaking people today, Vic, because new polls released, including the New York Times Siena poll, suggest that the momentum, as you and I have thought perhaps since August would happen. Jomentum. Has (laughs) the Jomentum. The momentum has turned back towards Republicans. Likely the Dobbs effect such that it was is not what people thought it was going to be or hoped it would be and has sort of neutralized at this point. And in the New York Times poll, we have a we have a Republican on the generic ballot plus four, four, which is not normal. No, 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 (laughs) it's not. That's a that's a good result for Republicans. It's it's remarkable because, again, as you mentioned, even if the generic congressional ballot was D plus one, Republicans tend to get excited. Yeah. So it's plus four. I expect no, that if, might... we're, if we're even, that's yeah, great yeah, news. Yeah, that's for great us. news normally because Republicans are always undercounted, as they say in these polls. It is important to take all of this with a grain of salt. Few people answer po- polls on the telephone anymore. Maybe if you have, you know, caller ID and it'll say, you know, 
Trafalgar on it or something, then you'll pick it up. Right. But by and large, it takes, I think, 100 to 200 calls or so to pick up one person to poll. So you have to get about 10,000 calls just to get a decent read. And even taking that into account, again, Republicans tend to be undercounted. So Our our friend and pollster, Kristen Soltis-Anderson, says for context, in 2010, when Republicans absolutely dominated the mid- midterms, mm-hmm. oh, sorry, let me read two things. One, this poll says Republicans winning 34% of Hispanic vote, 18% yeah. of black vote, plus 10 with independents. Kristen says for context, in 2010, when Republicans absolutely dominated, they won 9% of black voters and 34% of Hispanic voters per the exit polls. There are certainly rays of sunshine here for those who would like to see a red wave. That's right. Things are afoot. The Democratic strategy has been, and it seems to be continuing at this point. There's only three weeks left, and I think they're sticking with the strategy, which is just January 6th and abortion. Yes. They can't talk about the economy. And look, there are are voters for whom that will work, and their hope is that they will juice Mm -hmm. as many of those voters and get them out as possible. November, as they call it. But... I just, in the face of fundamentals like these and with inflation and people feeling those things on the ground and looking at their 401ks, if you're the person in your family who looks at your 401k or or your college savings or whatever it is, these are bad feelings and they're hard to blame on anyone but the consolidated democratic power, right? (laughs) Yeah, And and they can't say, yeah, this is really bad right now. The Biden strategy, of course, for him personally, for the president, is to say, it's global inflation, meaning not my fault. There's very little I can do about it. But Pete Buttigieg, who is now currently the secretary of transportation, he was on the Sunday talk shows and he himself was saying, you know, the exact opposite and saying, in fact, Democrats in the administration are very successful. They're riding on so much success. They don't have time to address personally, these, you know, talk about some of uh-huh. these issues, but they're they're very successful. Uh-huh. So I, either they completely gaslight and say, I don't know what you're talking about. Things are great. I mean, Biden did that after the last inflations report from last Thursday came out and said, you know, this is really good news. Or you say it's out of your control, which is not a winning strategy. Well, and and here's the problem with emphasizing the things that you're talking about, is that unfortunately for Democrats, the things they are prioritizing are not the things voters are prioritizing. Mm -hmm. So there's a Harvard-Harris poll that shows that Republicans or that, uh, that people put as their key issues, inflation, crime, immigration. Then they were asked, what do Republicans prioritize? And they came up with inflation, crime, immigration. Then they were asked, what do you think Democrats prioritize? January 6th, women's rights, and the climate. So these are mismatched. You're not not talking about what voters want to talk about, and that will always cause a problem. That was very indicative in the New York Times-Siena poll, by the way, the, the latest one that came out about where abortion stands. And it's, it's dropped. Yeah. still, yeah. It still is bringing numbers. People will sure. people will re- bring it up. But it's just, I don't think it's going to no. be the force that they thought it would be. By the way, this is going to be elections-heavy episode episode because we're in October, people. This, this, is, this, is, what, this is what we got to do. This is it. Oh. <laughs> this is like if we were an MLB podcast. You know, we're talking oh, about... Yes playoffs. So someday we'll be an MLB podcast. (laughs) I won't be able to help you as much there. Independent (laughs) women is the other indicator on this, right? Yeah. If you look at independent women, they were in September favoring Democrats. Now they are favoring Republicans. And again, if you're getting a large number of Hispanics vote, relatively speaking, it's not a majority, obviously, but it's still a high number of more than in past years voting for Republicans. 
then that does not bode well for the Democrats. It's certainly a higher number than, say, 2016. In 2020, you already saw what Trump had done, and he had attracted more Hispanics and right. black voters and, and, and gay voters. In opposition map. to yeah. the famous the famous roadmap or postmortem oh. of 2012. Oh. <laughs> like, what do we need to do? A thing which I'm at pains to admit that I was wrong about, because I thought that that was probably the yeah. better strategy yeah. than yeah. making Donald Trump president. And yet, and yet... Voters are surprising, folks. No, I they mean, do things that look, you're not uh, sure uh, they're going to do. Trump's political instincts are remarkable because I think you know we all thought, well, we need to be a kinder, gentler, nicer party because you know Mitt Romney is so Mitt Romney, Paul Ryan, obviously oh, hard too edged, mean. yeah, hard edged, hard edged, hard edged. But in fact, what you're seeing is, and and Trump read this right, you know, McCain got lambasted, yep. John McCain, you know, as you know a bad person, you know, a threat to democracy, whatever. And then, of course, Mitt Romney, who Biden said will famously put y'all in chains. Yeah. And so enough is enough. 2016 Take, the, glo- take the gloves off. No, they really did. And, well, we're seeing it. Well, I want to get into a, just a few of the actual Senate races since mm-hmm. they're so important. We'll do a little bit of Herschel Walker Warnock in Georgia yeah. and a little bit of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. update. So I was in Georgia on the night of the debate. By the way... Mea culpa, the Fetterman Oz debate is next week. That's right. So I just goofed it's, that it's, last it, week. It, no, Sorry no, to no, get no. you guys so excited. It's about good that. news for us, for <laughs> you. So I was in Georgia on the night of the debate. Now the question is, how much difference do debates make at all? How much does a Friday night debate make? Because mm-hmm. I mean, how much are people watching that? I was with a bunch of it's fair to say right of center Georgia voters who are. University of Georgia partisans, so therefore inclined to like Herschel Walker, but I would say realistic about the problems with sure. this candidacy, which are many. It's not right? perfect. <laughs> it's, it's more they're they're more realistic than that. Okay. Okay. So we didn't watch it because I don't think anybody was anxious to. Yeah. yeah right. You're sort of. I feel that way about often debates. If I like us, this is about if I like a candidate. Right. And well, I'm and like, I don't want. I don't want to see. And Warnock is a preacher. Mm-hmm. Everybody was prepared for him to be prepared. What people were not prepared for, and this is in the postmortem of this debate, is that Herschel Walker might be prepared. And he he has outperformed expectations. Now, this is a huge part of this, and this is what Republicans will face next week with Fetterman Oz, right? Totally, yep. Is that people had driven down expectations for Herschel Walker to such a degree Mm -hmm. that he didn't have to do super well to exceed them. However, I think he did better than exceed expectations. When the first line of Frank Bruni's Right up in the New York Times is Herschel Walker did himself significant good in Friday's de- debate in Georgia. Like, you've yeah. done a thing. You did a thing. Yeah. And so that, the, by the way, the, the responses to reporters who were just saying, well, th- that was actually decent. The response is just so much hate in their comments from people who are like, oh, oh, sure. That's enough. Yeah. That's enough. How um, dare you, Frank Bruni? Because, you know, he's such a big right winger, Frank yes, Bruni. Yes. And he even says it in his piece that he loathes, he detests yeah, no, Herschel Walker. His you know? whole piece he's, is, he's is got a like, lot of look, nerve. look, these loathsome people are going to win yeah. because Republicans are loathsome anyway. And But I, it's interesting that he is preparing his audience for this eventuality. Yeah. And it speaks to the fact that with these type of fundamentals, whether you're happy about it or not, some flawed candidates are going to be pushed in this red wave, such that it is. And by the way, that's a good reason Democrats not to fund yeah. the 
Trumpiest, most election denying people you can find in a primary because you think they'll lose because what happens is that the wave gets big enough, they don't yeah. lose, they so, win. Some of them might, you know, some of them might not lose, might not win, but you might get one or two that you actually funded. Yeah, and then when they come at me about that, I'm going to be like, "Did I give any money to that?" No, no, because I think you, I think you guys did. No, I mean that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> please don't vote for these people who we gave money to at the end but of the we day. We actively campaigned we actively for. Campaigned for. <laughs> but you, you know, it really was uh, his campaign. You got to give them kudos for Herschel Walker's campaign for really lowering expectations. So it, it, it's just like the same thing with Joe Biden in 2020 in the debates, and everyone said, "Oh, you know, because he's so old." If only they did it now. Yeah. But if they when they did it back then, people are like, wow. Well, and he he, he did actually, quite well. He but, did very well. By the way, this is the, the turn you're going to see this week talking about Fetterman. is going to be like, oh, no, he's quite eloquent. Forget what we were saying last yeah. week. No, I, I, <laughs> I think. Republicans are going to try to puff up the expectations for him. For, uh, in Herschel's case, I mean, again, and Frank Bruni brings this up, it's not about trying to make him likable. You don't have to like him. You just have to, he just has to be palatable enough. Well, and I think, yeah, that was. Because we all have, like, Republicans will have myriad issues with him, especially with this abortion story. Yes. And the goal, the goal was to give people permission yeah. not to skip that part of the ballot. Right. To, to pull it. the lever for him. Because they're going to vote for Kemp. After they pull it for Kemp. Yeah. And I think he likely gave a lot of people leeway yeah. to do that. A little that. assurance. And we know how he's going to vote. Etc. personal life aside. And he was actually smart and he turned it around on Warnock by having, forget about Trump, how about you defend your ties to President Biden, who you voted right. with 96% of the time? And on abortion, this is the same thing. You, you see that, I don't know if you saw that part where Warnock says, you know, the, the hospital room is only big enough really for the woman and the doctor and not the U.S. government. And then Herschel jumped in and said, did you mention the baby? Because there's a baby in there, yeah. too. And, uh, so, and look, also, that's science. a tricky argument for him to make, given the story last time. I know. But it was interesting to mm -hmm. me that he seemed quick on his feet several times. Yes, quick on his feet. There were a couple moments where it was like, oh, that was a good line. Also, and to the point about giving people permission, he makes the argument, hey, if you're nervous about voting for someone like me, which I think it's good to admit, mm -hmm. this is, so politicians miss this stuff, right? Yeah. It would, it would have been good to admit the other story and just say sorry, right? And if you just say, look, I get you have some misgivings. Yeah. I'm not a politician, but look what the politicians have given you, was essentially yes. the argument. And that's a good argument in yeah. this environment. So we'll see what happens. By, by the way, I do want to kudos to The Beacon oh. for its Warnock scoop, which is sort of taking up a lot of October yeah. bandwidth for Warnock that he does not want, which is the story is this. Raphael Warnock works for a church. He gets a housing stipend of over $7,000, close to $8,000 yeah. a month. It's like a Parsons fee. Which is a lot, especially in Atlanta. Ooh, yeah. baby. Or in uh, Senate, Georgia. In addition to his Senate salary. Yes. And at the same time, his church owns housing mm -hmm. that lower income folks have lived in, and it has been actively evicting them during the pandemic for some, some time, like under, under $100 in yeah. back rent. In one case, one tenant was evicted for being short about $28. Something like 28, 28 cents or something like that as well. It was really bad. We just hired Andrew Kerr, investigative reporter. So kudos to him. We're very happy. He is on board. He and Alana Goodman together. One of the great things being at the Beacon, investigative reporters. Love you it. got somewhere to go. Let us know. We will send you there. That's what <laughs> we do. Just, you know, don't sit around here. Get out there. And, and, and they do that. So uh, Well, and after it was yeah. dug up, he is being asked about it. And he's saying there were no evictions except all the evictions information yeah. is public and it was adjudicated yeah. in court and is being adjudicated in court so there are evictions that's right ebenezer's foundation their position is that 
Raphael Warnock is basically himself not a slumlord. He has nothing to do with this. But of course, he's a he's a, a partner right. in, in 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 these endeavors, and so there is he bears some responsibility for that. And I just wanted to go back to the the Herschel abortion story. Mm-hmm. They decided that their strategy, of course, was deny, 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 and that seems to have worked. Although I just read that he is conceding the check is his. He gave yeah. the check to this woman, just didn't know what it was for. Okay. Okay. You've, a little dicey there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I said, yeah. ad- admit. Oh, I, sorry. Yeah, these are, but you know, again, and 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 these are your these are your candidates. By the way, they're, they're both not like great dads. Well, I mean, Warnock pro- is not a great dad or this a husband. This is the problem. Is, if you yeah. if you tell people like morally you can't back this guy, you have to give them a better option on the other yeah. side, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. Vote for the guy who ran over his ex wife's foot. Oh you know. dear, we're we're doing great. All right. Let's move to Pennsylvania, where, right. as I as I noted, Fetterman and Oswald go toe to toe this right. week. So that will be interesting to see. Look, I think it will be hard for Fetterman because if there is, I assume there will be. I think there's closed caption accommodation at the event, but in the NBC, is that a no? No, no, no. I'm just yeah. Go I'm, ahead. I thought he was correcting me with no, his eyeballs. I'm, I'm I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Right um, now. I'm percolating. That was edited in the NBC interview to keep things moving along, and mm-hmm. it will not be able to be edited, of course, in a live debate so that will be tricky for him but as i said expectations are low right. not typing his responses though he's got it he has to yeah no he, he will respond yes but biden is going to pennsylvania that's a weird one this is like randy weingarten coming to glenn Youngkin? virginia yeah. for yeah for terry mcauliffe yeah like, it's like okay i give up that's a very strange move considering biden's approval numbers in pennsylvania are underwater why would you do this. I mean, I guess and this is just people. base service, except if you want to do that, ask Obama or somebody. Right. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Obama. That's not, that's the easy choice. Not and, Biden. Right. No. And you're going to have a, a Biden and Fetterman on stage in this situation. It's going to be potentially awkward. So he's going for at least a fundraiser. I'm not sure if he'll be on the trail. But either way, it's like yeah. people in, in purple states are running away from Biden. Yeah. Running away from even Warnock in Georgia is like running away from Biden. And so to send him there is quite a move. The other move they're making is they are going to send him to Florida to back Christ, who is running against DeSantis. And I think DeSantis in particular after handling Hurricane Ian and not making it a giant cluster in the national mm-hmm. media, although the national media was clamoring for a cluster. Yeah. He's, he's going to do just fine. There are no longer any mentions, I believe, of Hurricane Ian. No, it, it, it went by the wayside fairly yeah. quickly. Much like Herschel Walker's debate. Once it, it disappears from when it disappears from the headlines then quickly, you know. you know which way it went. That's right. In fact, there was a Georgia Democratic operative who was like, It's not really about who wins and loses the debate. And it's like, okay, well, we know who won or lost the debate in that That's case. right. That's how you read the tea That's leaves, right. guys. But Biden is gonna be going down to Florida. I mean, I guess he'll have a nice time. Florida, likewise, I don't think Biden's approval numbers are really great in Florida right now. I don't think they voted for him in the last election, and they, I believe they voted for Trump handily in 2016. That also tells me that Charlie Crist is basically like, yeah, what the heck? We'll yeah. see. You know, just well, he throw everything Charlie, on the wall and see what sticks at this point. Charlie Crist, if you'll remember, and I think we covered it on the podcast, told all DeSantis voters don't, he didn't want that. I don't want your votes. Which is tricky, because in order to beat him, you're going to need to get some yeah. of those votes. <laughs> so Crist, as always, with his finger on the pulse. That's right. That guy has always been on it. That's right. Let's hear a little bit of Joe Biden responding to some reporters' questions about the economy. Just I'll get your take on how this plays in these yeah. in these times. He's munching on a 
ice cream cone here. He's got a nice, nice mouthful of waffle cone with a looks like a butter pecan or a no. It, dough I, in I can there. I can tell you it okay. is double dip chocolate chip. This, this is time. why yeah. we have Vic around because he will <laughs> fact check that in a heartbeat. All right, here. So here he is munching on his ice cream cone, and we have the answer about the economy. I'm not concerned about the chance of Bella. I'm concerned about the rest of the world. Does that make sense? Yes. Our economy is strong as hell. The internal. Inflation is worldwide. Worse off everywhere else than it is in the United States. So the problem is the lack of economic growth, sound policy in other countries, not so much ours. That's how it's worldwide inflation. It's consequential. Our economy is strong as hell, Vic. I'm not sure where I want to begin on this thing. So let me start with the waffle cone. And if you remember the first time he had the ice cream, it was chocolate chocolate chip is what he said. And everyone's oh, I like this. And they all excited about well, it. And this okay. is a, this is yeah. a meme. Yeah, yeah, He's it is. Acting, acting out. It, it's child, the meme. It's weird because it's childlike to see. You know, it's not a good look of him eating the ice cream cone. Having a okay. And let me just say this, okay. Waffle cone, you're going all out, okay? That was like never an option. If you like, yep. you, you have to be like, that's a big, that's a, that's a big all, to do to get a waffle cone. In in my world, I mean, it's either sugar or cake cone. I love waffle. A waffle cone. Me too, but man, but it's a splurge. No, yeah, there's like a pint. And in let there. me just say that what yeah. he's holding that look. Feel free to fact check. I should look up this actual <laughs> actual place and just and figure out what the cost is. That's like, that's like a seven fifty. That's at least yes. ice cream oh, cone. Right waffle there. Waffle cones are expensive. That was. That was probably a year ago, six dollars, yeah. right? Like he's holding the symbol of the inflation in his yes. hand, and this became a meme because he was out eating ice cream so often, mm-hmm. and reporters would ask him questions like, "What was he eating?" instead of about the economy. So thank you to this reporter for asking a question about the economy. And so you're just like, there's a cartoon of him just eating his ice cream cone and yeah. disregarding other people's. Economic no. pain, which is exactly what's happening in this clip. It's very much. It's mind It's very much let them eat cake, you know, because he's talking about inflation, but sort of dismissively that it's. Well, I mean, it's a global problem. So you know, there's again, like I said, there's only so much you can do. But again, I'm really obsessing over this ice cream thing because that's a lot of ice cream, and I love to. I bet you his. He a- doesn't stop eating it while he's no, talking. because it's so good. Uh, <laughs> and it's not also. It's not that oh, I need to eat it because it's coming out the side. It's a waffle cone. It's very well contained, oh, yeah, as you know. It's totally it's got sides and everything. Really astute point. Thank there. you. Yeah, I, I think about a lot, a, a lot about this, and I also wonder what is his A1C number. It must be better than mine. Oh, probably. I, I got It's probably better than both cream. of ours. <laughs> By a point. Okay. One point. One point. Sorry. Sorry. No, I'm I'm not going to hold it against the Washington Post reporter for reporting what the flavor is, because if you're sort of that reporter, you you got to get all the details. You got to know. Including hard questions, though. Okay. If that's. Okay. We got to we got to find out. Anyway, that if there's if there's any way for that to make it into ads, it will be in many, many an ad. You know, a lot of ad time is bought, but you can you can cut together a little something with that in it, because that will that will not play well. It no, won't play well. No. One more one more political story. Out of Virginia. And it is it's indicative of why things might go south for Democrats mm-hmm. this time around. It's it's because as as much as and I'm sure we have Democrats who listen to the podcast and thank you for being here. As much as you think that like, oh my gosh, how could people vote for these Republicans? Well, I'll tell you how. In Virginia, a a politician has suggested that Parents 
should face a felony or misdemeanor charge under like CPS adjudication if they do not affirm their child's sexual orientation and gender identity. This is a state lawmaker with plans to introduce the legislation in Virginia's upcoming legislative session. Now, this is a response to Glenn Youngkin's. Governor Youngkin saying, look, we need sort of documentation in order to do the gender right. affirming. There needs to be a process for this, not kept secret from parents. And this, according to Democrats in the state, is an assault on these children. And so you need to protect the children by allowing parents who are not properly affirming, according to a Democratic legislator, mm-hmm. in their child's identity to have their to be charged and have their children taken from them. This, I cannot... There are similar things happening in California, too, it's so as crazy. you know. Yeah. It's so nuts. If you, if you disagree, again, this, and, and it's, it's, it's really quite the slippery slope because this leads to teachers wanting to help these kids who think that they perhaps identify with another gender, and then in addition to that, wanting to receive treatment. And even if it's not actual surgery, but you start getting them on puberty blockers or anything else, and you're insisting that parents can't stop that, I think that's kind of a problem. I, it's, it's strange that they, they think that the tact to take here is that parents don't have rights over their ch- children, right. but that we do. We as teachers, yes. well, and this, we and this is the argument that lost kids. in the Yunkin McAuliffe matchup. This they is bring the exact... this up again. It's it's going to be another. You know, they're like boo parents' rights. Parents are lame. They we don't need them having anything to do with kids or schools. They belong to us. That is that is the argument, and the argument is not one that wins parents over. Let no, me tell you, it boggles the mind, and I understand sort of their argument being. If a kid, if, if, if some kids have intolerant parents right. and therefore they could be threatened or in danger. The problem is they think all yeah, of us are that's intolerant. The thing. That's the thing. Rather than go <laughs> after the... very specific cases that, <laughs> you know, this thing could be. Or, you know, what, does that lead to basically trying to say or, you know, these parents could change their minds and force the kid not to. They could convince the kid not to have to go through with this. But taking it criminal is another yeah, level. Yeah, and sure. I swear to you, I swear to you, anybody who, who thinks this is a great idea, this will brand the party in Virginia. It will make the state redder. It will make a lot of the moms who voted for Yunkin go, wait one mm-hmm. second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can Again, switch back to blue voting. It's right? up like to you as a parent. And if you think, OK, you know, you know, I support my kid. Fine. This is that's this is your kid. But to not have par- to not tell parents. Yeah. And we're not again. This is not about nicknames, okay? This is about no. actual. And have you and you've seen the numbers uh, of kids who now identify with another gender or are nine, yes, non-binary? It's a, it's a huge, it's a huge explosion of 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 this phenomenon, which again, parents have the right yeah. to be in on. And I and I don't believe that <laughs> and these not were, criminalized. I don't believe that there were that many kids ten years ago who were thinking, "I just wish there was an option for me." Oh, thank God, now no. I can. No, I don't think so. Okay, so. By the way, the Democratic Virginia delegate who's proposing this is Elizabeth Guzman. Guess who she was on the trail with last week? Allison Spamberger oh, of Virginia that's, 7. Well, that's rather helpful for One her. of the most competitive yeah. congressional districts in all of Virginia. And this is the kind of problems this mm-hmm. kind of thing will cause. Yeah. Because now Spanberger has to, in her that's very right. moderate district, Do you think parents? has to answer a bunch of questions mm-hmm. about whether parents should be criminalized for not 
yep. in the eyes of Elizabeth Guzman or Spanberger, properly affirming their children's identity. Right. Good luck with that pitch. With just a few weeks left. <sighs> this is it's not good. No, I mean, and, and, and uh, well, yeah, this is a real gift for Republicans and including in neighboring districts. Another one would be Hung Kao. The Republican yeah. running against I'm Jennifer sure, Wexton. All, all the smart candidates will pick Ms. Yeah. Guzman's story up yeah. and just Say, run with it. This is what's going to happen if they stay in power. So. All right. One last story about the... Do you remember the, you remember the movie Alive came out? Oh, we, yeah, with, starring, starring Ethan Hawke. Yes, we're of that generation. Yeah, yeah, of course. The Youngs will have to Google it. It was a, very, it was a famous movie in the 90s that came out based on the 72-day struggle of some survivors of a plane crash to live in the Andes Mountains. Yeah. The search for them was called off after mm-hmm. 10 days because they assumed, oh my gosh, there's nothing that yeah. could be done. They ended up surviving for many, many weeks. Two and, months. Two and months. the way that they did that was, trigger warning, I Eventually, guess, they had to. Was that after consuming the food, the traditional mm-hmm. food in the, plane, in the plane crash, of which there was not much, they did resort to cannibalism. And... That's, this is not a, okay, so most people know the story, so this is not yeah. going to be like, what? No, it's not, a spo- it's not a spoiler alert, yeah, This is not alert, a spoiler guys. alert. Okay. But they, it's now 50 years since that crash. And I would just like to point out that all of the survivors remain alive. So second look at cannibalism. Okay. <laughs> I know you were going there. Terrible. I'm kidding, okay, guys. No, Obviously, no, no. that's too dark. But they, they get together every year, which I love. There are 16 survivors. Mm-hmm. They all are still with us. They're in their 70s now. But I do enjoy this sort of unabashed announcement that they get together every year for a barbecue. Yeah, I, I, you know, I would have left out the detail of the barbecue. I just, well, they get together every year. And, you know, assume they're going to have Look, food, but you, know, you don't no, want to, you no don't need that. No from these guys. No, I mean, it's like, you know, it's not like... You might as well add like, oh, and then they were, you know, sink their teeth into some juicy meat. You know, I mean, like you don't need that. I, I wouldn't have left that detail out. It, this is, it's quite a story. It's, it's, if you, anybody who's interested in survival stories between this one, there are yeah. many, you know, castaway stories over the centuries. And this is right up there because it's a real testament to the will. Amazing. To survive. Like objectively, we would say we would never do these things. But when you put yourself in other circumstances, maybe you would. By the way, one of them says he's done six million miles on American Airlines ever since then. So he's you know very comfortable flying still. <laughs> flying and, and going around talking about it, I guess. You know what's really, you th- I think about two things. One, it wouldn't, they wouldn't have been gone for that long today because of things like GPS mm-hmm. tracking. People have phones. I mean, honestly, I don't know what kind of service you'd get in the Andes, but some people's phones might be different than others if they can get that, you know, service, things like that. That's the first thing. The second thing, you know, is it was like a, it was a twin prop plane with no radar that began its descent just early and then they couldn't pull up and the the rest is uh, sadly history. But the crazy thing is, so this is true. I don't remember if they put this part in the movie, but you remember how three of the guys then left to go say, we can see if we can get some help. And when you think about that, I would totally be one of those because I'm not staying behind. I just can't do it. It'll make me crazy, right? I'm going out. Right. So the three guys go. One of them, and this is true, actually said in the distance, it looks like there's a road down there. And he was overruled by the other two. Mm. And it turned out it was a road. Yikes. Yeah. How about that? So that happened. And that, that, it's just, it's crazy. Because again, they were closer to civilization than they thought. It's right. just a I mean, this is weird thing. Things can go. Jennifer, are you familiar with the story at all? 
She's okay. Well, the youngs, there you go. they don't okay, know. So we just shocked her with that one. <laughs> we spoiler alerted know, her. You know, we didn't, yeah, rugby team. We just straight up spoiled her. Yeah. You no, know, it's a, you know, but you know, I think about, for example, you know, mutiny on the bounty. Yes, mm-hmm. Captain Bly, who was set adrift with a small crew of loyalists, British loyalists, they did not resort to cannibalism. Right. And they, but it was forty-two days, so almost half the amount of time that the others do. But and then they just fortunate enough that they drifted into Dutch Timor. You know, but. Uh, but uh, they were not going to have cannibalism as British. So, sorry, right, right. that's my Anthony Hopkins impression. That was very nice. Thank you. That was nice. from watching shout the movie. Out, shout out also for for great survival stories to Endurance, Shackleton's Incredible Voyage. Oh, yeah. If you've never read they, that, it's written by Alfred Lansing. It is, I'm not going to spoil any of it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is like, it's stranger than fiction. Yeah. In a, in a way that's just incredible. So check that one out if you, if, you, if you want to. I actually read it with my children censoring certain parts really? of it. Really? Yeah. I had to keep it. I would wait a few more years before were, you read them alive. <laughs> yeah, that one. Just, that one has some red flags for me. Slightly just a endurance. Few. You could sort of shade different parts well, and move that. past it, and and you'd be all right. Right before the show, I actually went to YouTube to watch the segment, the plane crash scene. It's still awful. Yeah. And I like before I press play, I'm like, am I going flying anywhere soon? No, I'm not. Okay, I'll watch it now. Well, so. Let's focus on the the upside, which is they all get together. They all get together for have a barbecue. Okay. There you go. Happy ending for everybody. That wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis. I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter and Substack. You can also write us at hammered at nebulouspodcasts, plural.com, podcasts.com. Please do send us some questions. Vic is going to be out next week, so we will have some special guests, and we will yeah. do some questions Very from the exciting. audience. So please send some questions along. That's hammered at nebulouspodcasts.com. Thanks for being with us, guys. 